Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam ala Rasulillah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Assalamu alaykum everyone. Uh, Ramadan Kareem. Uh, inshallah, I hope the first fast, the first day of Ramadan uh, is going well for you. Allah, I hope Allah is making it easy for you, inshallah. Um, so this is going to be the first in a series of four circles, inshallah, uh, which will take place every Friday at this time. Uh, in the same way, we'll send a poster out <clears throat> and then we'll send a link out afterwards. And each circle is going to be covering an important topic or aspect of Ramadan. So inshallah, today uh, I'm going to be talking about welcoming Ramadan and also talking about mercy uh, and you know how it's linked to the month of Ramadan. Uh, if anyone has any questions at any time, um, you can use the chat uh, or you can just unmute and ask. Uh, that's fine. Otherwise, we'll keep everyone on mute, inshallah, and I'll open up at the end for a more general Q&A. So, we're in the month of Ramadan. Alhamdulillah, Allah has given us uh, life and He has blessed us uh, to be able to see this month again. Uh, the month of Ramadan actually is only mentioned in Quran once by name. It's mentioned in other places by different names in relation to fasting and other things. But it's only mentioned once by name. And that's in the ayah in Surah Al-Baqarah. Uh, Ta'ala says that the month of Ramadan is that in which was revealed the Quran, a guidance for people and clear proofs of guidance and a criteria. So even in the Quran itself, the month of Ramadan is inseparable from Quran. It's the month in which Quran was revealed. It is the month of Quran. Uh, where is this Quran that was revealed in Ramadan? Well, the ayah tells us that as well. The ayah calls it um, uh, Hudan and Furqan. It says that the Quran is a guidance and something that discriminates, that separates, that, that tells us what's right and wrong. So, this month of Ramadan, which is tied so closely to Quran, what does that mean and why is that important? Well, actually, when I was researching this, this, uh, this reminder, uh, I looked at Tafsir ibn Kathir for this specific ayah. And uh, what Ibn Kathir says in his tafsir is that actually many of the different books of the different prophets and messengers were revealed in Ramadan, uh, the Torah, the Injil, the Suhuf Ibrahim alayhi salam. So for as long as there has been Ramadan, as far as we know, it has been linked to the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's what the Quran is. That's what the different texts in the past were, and that's what the Quran is today. So we can't separate the month of Ramadan from uh, our deen and the laws and prohibitions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Ramadan is tightly linked to how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to live our life. And if we were going to do something in this month, it should be increasing our obedience to Him and increasing our closeness to Him and trying our hardest to live our lives the way He wants us to. And this isn't just uh, about salah, it's not just about fasting. 
the Quran is a criterion. It tells us what, everything that is right and everything that is wrong. It, 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 it is, the, it's the measure we use to separate right and wrong for, uh, uh, in this life. So anything that we, anything we do in our lives, all the different aspects of our lives, Islam and the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ have given us the tools to, to, to categorize them as right and wrong, as things we should do or things we must not do. It's obviously a strange Ramadan this year. Um, you know, we're all in lockdown. Everyone around the world is in a, a type of lockdown. Um, the masajid are closed in many countries, including the UK, obviously. Um, we're not going to have taraweeh the way we normally do. We're not going to have ikhtars in the masjid the way we normally do. Um, but there's something we should try and remember. And that's that Ramadan, this month where Allah revealed the Quran, is still Ramadan even when we're in lockdown. We're still Muslims even when we're in lockdown. The Qur'an still applies even when we're in lockdown. Just because this Ramadan is strange or a bit different, it doesn't mean that it's not Ramadan. It doesn't mean that it's not a month of blessing. It doesn't change the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent down the Qur'an in this month. Uh, the Qur'an which is our guide, which we're meant to apply to everything we do in our lives. Uh, the, the measure by which we're meant to live our lives. Uh, I was thinking about this because obviously it's strange for most of us to think of Ramadan without the masajid. You know, Ramadan is so closely linked to the masjid, not even just with Tarawih, but with all the, you know, the people try and increase the amount of jama'ah salahs they attend in the masjid. They try, people attend iftars in different masjids. So the masjid and Ramadan are so close together. And it kind of got me thinking that, you know, is it, is a Ramadan without the masjid really like Ramadan? Uh, I came across uh, uh, a saying uh, of uh, Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah uh, in his book, uh, Majmu' al-Fatawa. Uh, he says that the best place for each individual uh, is the land where he will be more able to obey Allah and his messenger. This varies according to circumstance, and there is no specific land in which it is best for a person to reside. And he quotes a conversation between two sahabas, uh, Abu Darda and Salman al-Farsi. Uh, Abu Darda was in uh, uh, Jerusalem, Beitul Maqdis, which obviously, you know, is a very blessed city. And he said to Salman al-Farsi in a letter, come to the Holy Land. And Salman al-Farsi replied, the land does not give holiness to anyone. Rather, what gives holiness or sanctity to a person is his deeds. So it kind of got me thinking that, you know, this Ramadan, we're not going to have the Messiah the way we normally do. Uh, and it's going to be different for us in many ways. But, this Ramadan is still Ramadan and Islam is still Islam. And the best thing we can do in this month is to continue to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or increase our obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because the place where we obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the, the, if we live our lives in accordance that, with the sharia of Allah, that's, that's how we create the, the, the atmosphere, the, 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 the blessing that is Ramadan. Um, I guess something to note is that we're actually quite lucky uh, in this country uh, that the only hardship that we're facing, or the only thing that's strange about Ramadan is a lockdown imposed because of a virus. We should remember that around the world, uh, many Muslims are used to strange Ramadans. You know, the, the war in Syria has been going for 10 years. The people of Syria know what it's like to uh, have a Ramadan, suhoor and iftar in a war zone. The, Muslim, the Rohingya Muslims in Myanmar know what it's like to live Ramadan in refugee camps. The Muslims in China know what it's like to live Ramadan in a police state where it's illegal to fast, where people are watching you to see if you're awake at the whole time, where uh, Qur'ans and prayer mats are often burnt if they're found in houses because they're symbols of Islam. So we, we, should, we should understand that 
just that these brothers and sisters of ours, they're not any less Muslim because their Ramadan is strange or different or not what they expect. Rather, they're, they're in many ways the best of us because they are, they are being patient in a time of test, in a, sorry, in a testing time. And, uh, and we should realize that, you know, our, our link to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and our, um, and the atmosphere in Ramadan that we crave, it doesn't come from uh, what we think to be an ordinary Ramadan. Rather, it comes from trying to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more and trying to live the way He wants us to live uh, in all aspects of our lives. This brings me on to the topic of mercy, or rahmah in Arabic. Now, mercy is something that is you know, so closely linked with the month of Ramadan. Uh, mercy is... Uh, uh, you know, we, we seek Allah's mercy in Ramadan. Ramadan is a month of mercy. It's a month in which Allah showers us with His mercy. Um, so I did a bit of digging uh, on this word Rahmah, or mercy in Arabic. Um, and there's a very famous ayah in uh, Surah Anbiya. Uh, just want to find it so I don't misquote it. Uh, yeah. وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, we have not sent you, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, except as a rahmah, except as a mercy to the worlds. So, I read up a, a couple of um, tafasir on this, and one of the mufassirin made an interesting point. He said um, that the word used in the ayah, alameen, works, that you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as a mercy to all the worlds, all the different communities. All, and that's not restricted to Muslims. So, the Prophet ﷺ, and by extension, the Qur'an that he brought, the deen that he brought, is not just for Muslims. Rather, it's a, it's a deen that brings mercy to everyone, Muslims and non-Muslims. Anyone who's touched by Islam will, uh, uh, is, 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 uh, receives mercy in this life, and a Muslim who follows Islam and believes in it, inshallah, will receive Allah's mercy in the hereafter. So, Ramadan, obviously, as we said before, is the month of the Qur'an, and in this time of isolation especially, we should make an extra effort to reconnect with the Qur'an and Ramadan. But let's remind ourselves the context of what we're reconnecting ourselves to. We're not reconnecting, we're not, we're not just, you know, the Qur'an is not just there to occupy a place on our bookshelves and be taken off one month of the year and read. Rather, the Qur'an is, is this mercy that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent. It's this way of life, it's this criterion, it's this guide that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent to us uh, so that we can live our lives by it. And not just live our lives by it, we can take it out to the world. And, you know, anyone who's been following any of the news, any of the current affairs recently, with everything that's going on at the moment, people are miserable at the moment. It's a, it's a distressing time for people in all parts of the world. Uh, you know, the resources are restricted even more maybe than they were before. Uh, people who are used to being able to move about freely, who are used to um, living a comfortable life, have suddenly had to face some realities about shortages and supply and not being able to leave your home and so on. So in a time that's distressing for people, we actually have the mercy, or we actually have um, the, sorry, I should rephrase that. We've been blessed as Muslims that on our bookshelf, sitting in our houses, is the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that, that brings his mercy to this world. And the rest of the world should, you know, needs that desperately. The rest of the world needs to know the mercy of Islam. So if we are going to spend time in you know, this time of isolation in Ramadan, reconnecting with the Qur'an and, you know, maybe pondering on it a bit more than we have in the past. Let's think about that. Let's think about how the Qur'an has come as a mercy, has come to uh, make things better for human beings, not just for Muslims. And especially in the month of mercy and the month of Qur'an, 
you know, it's, it's, it's the perfect time, the perfect opportunity to, re- to reconnect to all of this. Uh, and, you know, we should all realize uh, and uh, understand that uh, actually the situation we find ourselves in, this, this strange Ramadan that we've entered, uh, is actually, you know, it's no different from any other Ramadan. Every Ramadan is an opportunity to bring ourselves close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every Ramadan is an opportunity to reconnect with his book. Every Ramadan is an opportunity to increase ourselves in good deeds and to, and to obey him more and more. And we can do that in isolation. We can do that in a lockdown as much as we can in any other situation. Uh, so it's just a, a very brief reminder. Uh, if there's any, anyone's got any questions, any comments, uh, very welcome uh, to, to hear them, inshallah. But yeah, the, I guess the message I wanted to leave with everyone today is, is I guess, a hopeful message uh, that, you know, we have uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, gave us this deen of Islam as a mercy. Uh, and we are in the month of mercy. We're in the month of Quran at the moment. And there's never been a better time uh, to understand what that really means for us, to understand how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to live and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants all of us, Muslim and non-Muslim, to live. And what we can, as, as Muslims can offer the world from that. Uh, with this Quran, with this deen that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mercifully bestowed on us. Uh, inshallah, if there's any comments, questions, I think. If that's the case, inshallah, I'll, uh, I'll, um, end the call. Just a reminder that there'll be another reminder next week, inshallah, uh, on the topic of Ramadan and forgiveness. Uh, we're going to have a session on Ramadan and Laylatul Qadr. Uh, and then inshallah, uh, we'll also have a session on uh, saying farewell to Ramadan. Uh, I've got a question. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, go on. Sure, bro. Sorry, bro. I cut you up. Um, so my question is, um, you know, Jalkhar for the for the reminder. And obviously it's, uh, you know, it's, it's very different, this Ramadan, as compared to all other Ramadans that we would have witnessed for us anyway. You know, I've never heard it from the uh, perspective of even though it's not a normal Ramadan for us, because we have an idea of what a normal Ramadan is, um, you know, in terms of our brothers and sisters in Syria, for example, and across all over the world, the examples you mentioned, for them it's not a normal Ramadan either. Um, yeah. Just one thought that came to mind in one question, the thought that um, even outside of lockdown, last year and the year before and the year before that, that's not our normal Ramadan either. It's not how it should be, because we're still living in a, in a non-Islamic environment and where Islam isn't being implemented and so on. So even then, um, it's a bit of a, you know, a bit of a, a bit of a long shot point, but if, I don't know if you, if you know what I mean in terms of it's not the norm that a Muslim would ideally want to live Ramadan in that way. Um, so that's, that's one point. And my other question is, uh, sorry, my question is, um, in terms of Ramadan, obviously every year we, we hear, you know, reminders and, you know, how it's to do with, Ramadan is a month of mercy and a month of forgiveness and the month that the Quran was revealed and so on. Yet a lot of us, including myself, find ourselves that throughout the year we tend to dwindle after Ramadan. So, you know, we come into Ramadan, we've got, uh, you know, we're very motivated, we're, you know, we set ourselves goals that, and we, you know, we generally increase in terms of our actions um, and our ibadah and etc. towards Allah and, you know, we try and become more Islamic, maybe we think about, uh, you know, things a little bit more and we're trying to read a little bit more and so on. Um, what is your advice in terms of guarding against complacency so that that doesn't um, diminish as much 
throughout the year. Um, and, you know, we can maybe uh, maintain the habits that we, we develop and cultivate in this month and, you know, implement them throughout the year. Uh, for your question, uh, just on your first point, I, I guess I get what you're saying that, you know, it's the Ramadan that we have is not normal and that it's not going to be the same Ramadan that the Sahaba had, the Rasulullah had, and, you know, have many Muslims in the past would have had the Ramadan in a, in a uh, society that was Islamic. And that's not what we have here. Um, but I guess, I guess even to that point, to, to go back to the, to the, the quote from uh, Ibn Taymiyyah, um, that the best land to live in is the one in which you're best able, is which you're best able to be obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your, your actions are what determine the, 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 you know, the appropriateness, if you like, of the land you live in. And I think, you know, definitely it's easy to say that the society we live in is less than ideal. It's not the society that, you know, we would like to live in in the past. But I guess my question to that would be, and, and taking the quote, if you like, and the theme of today would be, what are we doing about it? Um, you know, we've, we've been given this Quran as a mercy for everyone. It's not just for ourselves. And if it does just stay on the shelf, you know, 11 months of the year, and if we only read it in Ramadan and we don't ponder on it, then yeah, things aren't going to get any better. And that's why I think actually this situation in some ways might be a blessing in disguise. We, this is an opportunity for us to actually look at the Quran and actually see, you know, okay, we're in a situation that maybe we haven't faced before and we've got more time on our hands. Let's see if there's anything in the Quran that can help us with this. Let's see if there's anything the Quran and Islam have to offer us as a mercy to this to, to the situation we find ourselves in. I think in times like this, people do think more about uh, uh, issues, you know, more, more fundamental issues about their existence, their purpose and stuff like that. So it's a, it's, if anything, it's a perfect time to reconnect to the Quran in that way. Um, in terms of continuing uh, uh, the uh, 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 the actions, the good habits we build in Ramadan, um, you know, little, little and often is best. And and if you, that's the first thing I'd say is that is that you know sm- small actions done regularly are easier to maintain and better than large actions you do once a year. Um, and Second to that, to carry on with sort of the Qur'an theme, if you do start to ponder on the Qur'an and start to try and apply it to everything in your life, not just your salah, not just when someone's dying or someone's sick, but you realize that there's things in the Qur'an for everything you do in your life, from from uh, going to work, from dealing with your family, uh, preparing food, everything, you know, everything we do in our lives, it, it's in the Qur'an. It's a, when Allah said it's the mercy, the mercy is in obeying Him in everything we're meant to do. Um, and, you know, like I said before, the Qur'an's, sorry, Ramadan has always been linked to the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even before the Qur'an was there, because the other books of, uh, of different anbiya came. So if you were to make a habit of that, if you were to start to see the world through the lens of Qur'an, if you like, through the lens of Islam, um, actually, that is easier to maintain after Ramadan, because whereas we associate Ramadan with the Masajid and Qur'an, and then it's easy to do good deeds in that time, then harder when we go back to our normal lives, if you make your normal life Qur'an, your normal life Islam, uh, and you, you try and apply Islam to everything you do in your normal life, then actually it's not a habit that you're just building in Ramadan and then it stops afterwards. You're going to be changing your life around. You're going to actually be, you're actually going to start living your life trying harder to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and bring yourself close to Him. Um, so I guess that's what I say to that is, is we need to bring Islam into the real world off the bookshelf if you like. And uh, this Ramadan is a perfect opportunity to do that because Ramadan was, is a month of Quran and it always has been. It was never meant to be just a month of just reading the Quran. It was meant to be the month of 
reflecting on Quran, implementing Quran, living Quran, living Islam. Uh, so that's what I say to that second point. I don't know if anyone has any other questions on the line. Any other no, no worries, Wayak. Okay, don't see anything else. Gonna assume that everyone's okay. Again, Jazakal Khair everyone for attending. Uh, really, really appreciate it. And inshallah, we'll be here at the same time next week. Uh, yeah. We'll be here, inshallah, same time next week. Um, so, inshallah, when we do get the word out, do spread the word, do share it around, inshallah. Um, and uh, as I say, we'll be here every week in Ramadan, inshallah. Uh, so, please keep attending. Jazakal Khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.